listening to the Leadership Woman podcast with me, Jill Savile. And it's my great pleasure today to introduce somebody to the Leadership Woman podcast. His name is Javid Mozadir, and he is the founder and manager of Bomyan Money Transfer. And you will hear in his story about uh, where we met, uh, how you came to Luxembourg, and it's going to be a fascinating story. I can't wait to hear it. And like all of these podcasts, I like to begin with where you were born and hear your story. So um, where were you born, Javid? I was born in a very small village uh, in the center of Afghanistan in a farmer family. I and my sister at the same age, uh, so we were the first generation, the first uh, kids that we started learning and all my brothers they were working and my sisters so you were in a farming community and you began to get an education whereas your brothers and sisters were working is that right yes exactly tell me a bit more about your education so i've started my school at that village in the gasney there was no higher like a high school in the village so I need to travel to the Kabul. I did my studies at high school at Kabul, two years of uh, university at Kabul and, and then last year I couldn't finish and I had to leave Afghanistan because uh, some dangers that I was facing too uh, made some obligation that I have to leave. But the point that I was never thinking about leaving Afghanistan or at least living in, in some, some countries far away from Afghanistan to like Europe. I was always dreaming to, to be someone and to work in my country for my people. Uh, but um, things happened that I couldn't achieve that. It was so dangerous to be there. And I think that's a a good point for people to hear because many times when we see refugees we see people coming mm-hmm. we we assume that they want to come over to here because they see it as as being better but you in fact you loved your country and you wanted to stay there exactly exactly yeah. i had the chance like several times to to travel in europe so i had some family that they told to my father that we can do this and i said strongly know I would stay in my country and I will work and fight for being someone in my country to be known and I've tried hard to like to make an identity for me there and it was not easy to leave all things that I have done in my country the studies the, the networks uh, and my family so I, I'd love to, to live there but uh, mm. it was not possible anymore no and you, you had a girlfriend while you were there yes uh, I had a girlfriend for uh, several years there and at the time that uh, I decided to leave Afghanistan and it's not possible to live there anymore 
So it was not easy to, to leave everything in her behind me. And uh, I promised her that wherever I go, wherever I settle and I stay to leave, I won't leave you behind me. I never do that. And uh, so as she knew me very well and she accepted, okay, I'm gonna wait for you. And so it, it took me for uh, like, almost two years to from Afghanistan and getting the status in Luxembourg. So as soon as I got the status, I planned before that as soon as I get the status, I'm gonna go and gonna travel and marry her. So I did marry after uh, like uh, 20 days after my getting status, I married her. In Islamabad. Yes, in Islamabad, Pakistan. And, and happily you, now, she's with me here in Luxembourg. So you married her, and how long after you married did you bring her to Luxembourg? Um, after uh, marriage, it, it took like three weeks. It was, everything was quite quick. And this is such a positive story. When we see immigration systems in, in other countries, uh, like the yeah. UK not being so welcoming. The, this is such a positive story and reflects well on Luxembourg, I think. Um, but but yeah. of course, that's my view. I'm not a refugee. What's your view mm -hmm. of coming to Luxembourg? Uh, well, uh, the Luxembourg, uh, I, I loved actually the, the, the society and the, the system that they were always supporting refugees when, whenever uh, I was asking for like uh, something that I need to learn this and can government do the sponsorship and it was always yes. Uh, and for family re reunification, it's, all, it's very, very good. Family reunification, yeah, it's so important. Yes. So while you were waiting for your status then, uh, how much money did you get? We were getting only 25 euros per month. 25? Yes, 25 euros per month. And, <laughs> so yes, that, uh, and how did you survive on that? Uh, as the government were giving the food and every six months they were giving uh, 50 euros for clothes. 50 euros for clothes. Yes. Every six uh, months. Yeah, every six months. With that uh, 25 euros per month, uh, I, I was not able to buy a good shoes. And then I will, we were going to, to buy a cheap shoes and it was, in 20 days, it was not anymore uh, a, a good shoe, so. No. No. Yeah, it, it was not easy at the moment. Yeah. I hope now if some days that the government would change the idea to help a little bit more, uh, it would be so great. It is not for refugees. We, we are talking about humans. So, yeah. Yeah. yeah, at least humans in the first world class country. So let's go back if I if I may, to the situation in Afghanistan getting particularly bad for you yeah. and deciding you had to leave, what happened then? 
So uh, when I was uh, studying at the university and reading books and looking to the society, uh, everything was not um, matching on what we believed. So my uh, beliefs changed a little bit and I started to, to share this with friends. I, I thought it would be okay because Afghanistan was quite open at that time, but it was not. I, I, I was wrong, so I had to leave. And then when I decided to leave, it was not easy that the travel, because I had no visas to come here. I, I had to come like hundreds of hundreds or thousands of refugees, like by walking and running, taking bus, like without any tickets. So, I, I came to Iran like really tough uh, travel because we had to run for nights, seven, 10 nights. We, we were just running and sleeping all day at the very hot sun somewhere. In the hot sun. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So, and then um, we arrived to Iran then to Turkey, it was not easy also uh, between the Iran and Turkey, I mean, the very bad mountains. I, I was seeing like kids and women that they are just crying and also running. So it was not easy by physically and mentally. Yeah, mentally yes. And the, the good point, actually, I, I want to share this. Uh, when I arrived to Greece, oh my God, uh, then there was 30 to 40 uh, European, American, even from Australia, the, the volunteers, that they were welcoming refugees. And the hospitality, I have even, I've never experienced that hospitality and welcome in my home, never. And I was so emotional, wow, that like, uh, we are not coming legally to these countries, to this society. And in my countries, not everyone is uh, talking good about uh, Western society. And me and many of my friends were cried and we couldn't stop to. And there were the, the, the volunteers, they, they hugged us and welcomed and they immediately did bring uh, shoes as our shoes were wet. I, I, I will never forget that moment. And from my very first minutes of entering to the Western societies, to the Europe, I had such a brilliant uh, memory and experience. That's... I'm very thankful to, 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 to this great society, to these great people, very, very good people. Yes. And that, yeah. well, certainly it's not reported in the media. And of course, the volunteers do tend to be welcoming people, don't they? So, so what yeah. happened in Greece then? Yes, in, in Greece, we had to register as, as a refugee. They gave us a, a paper uh, and easily travel to, to the other countries of Europe. It was valid for 30 days. Uh, so uh, we were just like uh, two days in Greece and then we have left many refugees to the Macedonia and then 
So we, we have uh, walked many countries like Serbia, uh, Slovakia, Slovenia, Austria, Germany, and finally Luxembourg. So you said walk there. You were always walking. Uh, yes, we were, were mostly we were walking, and then there was some um, uh, volunteers that they, 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 by the cars. Okay, I'm going like three kilometers. We can drop you like in three kilometers wow um, thank you so and some yes sometimes trains they, they, they said okay if you don't have tickets if you're a refugee okay no problem just get in it was at the same time hard but very good uh, experience with the european society you see the kindness of strangers don't you which which can be unexpected exactly exactly that's the word so you kept traveling, you kept walking through all of these countries. Um, yeah. Were you aiming for Luxembourg? Actually not. I heard about Luxembourg. I was studying about many countries in Afghanistan. So from Afghanistan, the, the goal was to be in Sweden. Uh, and then uh, when I arrived to Greece uh, and, and did some research that and in Sweden, there is many numbers of refugees. So I thought I won't have a chance there. And then I thought, okay, uh, I need to go to somewhere that there is not a very high number. So uh, there I have the chance to be, to get the status very quickly. I find Luxembourg and then I said, okay, I'm gonna go to this country. So you, you chose Luxembourg because you didn't think many other people would be going there. Yes, it is not very known among the refugees. Well, uh, to be honest, it wasn't very known. I, I'd only heard of Luxembourg because of Luxembourg Radio when I was growing up. It's very small. You arrived in Luxembourg. What, what happened then? Always good memories from this trip and this society. Uh, but the first day that we have arrived that we refugees had to go to the immigration and do the fingerprints that we don't have any criminal record in the in the trip in the, the another countries of uh, European countries mm-hmm. we did the fingerprints and then the, the refugee center they, they welcomed us okay now you're legal in Luxembourg then when I arrived there I thought Okay, like many refugees, I don't say uh, like all, but many, they were complaining. Uh, it's completely different society. And then I decided, okay, I can be the same or I have to find a way, I have the solution. And then. So if I can just clarify, you were with yeah. other refugees who were complaining, they were criticizing the system, but you decided you yes. weren't going to join them. You weren't going to be like that. So what did, exactly. you, what did you do? I was searching that uh, always in the Google, Facebook, everywhere that uh, where are that the, the communities in Luxembourg, how do they integrate? How do they find them themselves? I've met a Luxembourgish friend, which is a good friend now uh, in the, Park, they were playing volleyball and then I engaged. I, th- I thought, okay, this is what I can do. And I said, that, uh, hello, can I, can I join your game? And they said, yes, 
we played volleyball and then a friendship made and then the man the the good friend said okay if you want to join the community there is uh, an application called meetup i got to there and then i have found the mastermind classes from you jill it was the exactly the thing that i i wanted that i had to, to learn something i found that it's not free and i had i didn't have any money i was hesitating should i write that i don't have money but i really like to join your classes finally i said yes i have to if she accepts then i gain knowledge if not then nothing will cost I wrote you and very happily and I'm so grateful that you accepted and said yes to me. I've learned so many things from your classes, your sessions. And then it started, yes, I have uh, I started to be engaged in many places like uh, volunteering to help refugees and to be with the local people. Then a family in Luxembourg, they, they welcomed me to, to live with them while i started to to be with people not complaining if i can just stop you there and, and comment because i do remember what i was running uh, mastermind groups on john maxwell's ideas of leadership and of course his ideas are that we are here to serve people to develop other people and i think we went through mm -hmm. the his 21 laws and even though your English wasn't particularly uh, good at that time. Not at all, yes. <laughs> you showed up. You showed up every week. Yes. You, you were engaged in it. You were interested in, in learning. And um, I think it's this attitude that has got you friends in Luxembourg and got you more integrated in, in Luxembourg. I mean, it's all down to you. And... Also, you said you started to volunteer with other refugees to, to help them. And one thing I remember doing is coming to the University of Luxembourg and hearing you speak on behalf of other uh, refugees, people yeah. in Afghanistan. So I suppose for me that links with you always wanted to do something in Afghanistan. You always wanted to be somebody not just to be somebody but to do good yes and now you're transferring that to doing that in in luxembourg still for your people so how did you help the refugees in luxembourg it was in 2016 that i realized that many refugees are complaining about many things and uh, they they don't know or they don't want to integrate with, with the society. And then uh, I thought, okay, let's, uh, let's do something. And then we, we, we have decided to register an association here in Luxembourg. And by the association, we have connected to many other associations, like connect Afghanistan community with Arabic community, with Iranians. And then finally with uh, some Italians. Yes, uh, we, we did uh, some great job there. And then with uh, another association, we have got a project from uh, Matanin. Almost 400 refugees. We did uh, this workshop for 
a year and a, and a half, how to have a peaceful mind and non-violence, how to be peaceful with, uh, with yourself, with your friend, with your wife, with your children, with your husband. And this is uh, what we have done. I'm, I'm, I'm so happy about it and can be proud of it. So how did you get to where you are today? Because you're running a money exchange, uh, money transfer organization, you're funding yourself. So how did that come about? As I was always engaged to learning new things and uh, it was not easy to end up here. I tried to open a restaurant. It was not easy at all to have the, all the documents and uh, places so wherever I was engaging for, for a place uh, to rent there was many locals engaged and the priority was always a local not a refugee so I've really uh, tried hard to get a place and then but as soon as we get and started our business uh, the COVID came and unfortunately we had to stop that and then now we are in doing money transfer business and it's good. And what's the name of it? Uh, Bamiyan, Bamiyan Money Transfer. And Bamiyan is a place in Afghanistan. Yes, Bamiyan is a very famous place in Afghanistan, which uh, the, the background is so that we have the, the great Buddha status there. The, the Taliban destroyed some parts of it, but it's uh, it shows the history that uh, how long we have been in Afghanistan and existing. So as now or even in the past, uh, the government and the, now the Taliban, they blame the Hazaras, which I belong to this minority, uh, people from Afghanistan, they, bl uh, they blame that these people, Hazaras, are not from Afghanistan. So this is what shows that we are originally from there. We have built something there for thousands of years ago. And it means a lot to me that I have to do something for my identity and um, for my history as much as I can, even for, for one people. That's why I chose the, the name of my company, Bamyan that uh, we have to be alive, we have to be in the history, in the mind, that we are not refugees in, in, in Afghanistan. So it's the reason that I chose the name. Thank you. You're not, you were not refugees in Afghanistan, you belonged there. What are the things that you would like, that you've learned along the way, that you would like people to take away? Yes, uh, three points that always learn new things and share with your friends, with your networks and uh, never give up, try hard. Always the end of things are good and when it's not good, it's not the end. So try hard to get that. <laughs> yes. I, I often quote that. I think it's a Chinese proverb, is it? <laughs> Everything's yes. all right yeah. in the end and if it's not all right, it's not the end. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's not the end. Yeah. So the first one was when you learn new things, make sure you learn new things and share it with others, which very much is John Maxwell around be a river, not a reservoir. Um, yeah. 
the same will never never give up and from your story there's lots of uh, yes examples you gave and what's the third one yeah uh, stay loyal and be on your words that uh, you say so it's uh, also a personal branding and someone knows you they you have to be a, a trusty person so stay true to your word this is about personal branding and loyalty and and i know that your story will touch many people about you you saying to your girlfriend uh, i've got to go but no matter where i am in the world you will join me so there's the loyalty your own personal brand yeah that, that's the loyalty thank you so much i thought that this conversation would be special uh i'm quite emotional about it actually i thought that this conversation would be special we were talking earlier about the fact that you'd written this story you've written everything a few years ago but but your story is in persian and it needs to be translated so if anybody's listening and would be interested in getting this story translated so that uh, we can share it to the world then I'm sure that Javid would be very grateful to hear from you. I'll put some links. Thank you so much for coming on the Leadership Woman podcast. It's been a real pleasure. Thank you so much for inviting me to your podcast. It was a great pleasure. And uh, I hope uh, I shared a good story. You, sh- you shared a good story, which will inspire many people. Thank you so much. You're welcome.